0: Noga, has the possibility of being subsumed, right? This is called by many names. It's called elevating, refining, birurim, sorting, separating, all sorts of things. But at the end of the day is, it is possible to take the Klippas Noga being that it has an element of good, and extract the good element, and it becomes subsumed into the realm of holiness. How do we do that? How do you, How do you do that?
1: By doing it for the sake of
0: heaven. For doing it for the sake of heaven. What does that mean, you're doing it for the sake of heaven? That your actual motivation is that this thing will enable you to serve Hashem better. Mm -hmm. And without, which meaning that other than that, you wouldn't really be motivated to do it.
2: Right. Right?
0: Does that mean that you eat dry bread and sleep on the ground? No, because it could be that eating dry bread and sleeping on the ground makes you cranky and irritable and so you can't really learn properly. Does it mean you're somber all the time? No, maybe you crack jokes because... People tend to learn things. Okay. Right. Um, okay. There's also the possibility that you could even be doing it for, because it's enjoyable, that it also be for the sake of heaven. How can you be doing something because you enjoy it and being for the sake of heaven?
2: But, uh,
0: but on which condition that you're doing it, you're doing it's
2: it because. For the purpose of
0: enjoying ourselves. Right in other words your, your real thing is that you want Shabbos to be enjoyable because that's a mitzvah and therefore that's your motivation not you're using the fact that it happens to be Shabbos to justify indulging yes uh,
1: so some things you do in life not for the, like, let's say like, you're someone who like, really hasn't learned anything about God in their life yeah. you do some things because you just like like, who, I don't know, like your parents taught you, like you don't even know who taught you, but like you just know that's like what you have to do, you're not enjoying it at all. Like, a, you drop something on the sidewalk, you pick it up, even though you don't want to pick it up, like it's trash. And you don't care about the environment, you're just doing it because that's what you're supposed to do. What's, like, is that for your, it's not for yourself, but you're not doing it for yourself. Like, what is we'll that? We'll get for? to that
0: later. Okay. Answer, I'll answer the question a little bit later. Okay. Now, if you want to do things for the sake of heaven, um what the what is the prerequisite? What do you need to have in order to do something for the sake of heaven?
1: Content. Okay. you have
2: to be doing the of heaven.
0: So but, but what if let's say I wanna I want, I want to start doing things for the sake of heaven, things again, so what do I need to make sure I have?
2: Honesty.
0: Yes, honesty is always important. Something more specific.
1: Understand yeah. Um you know how to
0: I want to do something for the yeah, sake of-
2: You know
0: what's, like, what is for the sake of, what is heaven, what... Right, so I'm going to, one thing I'm going to need to know is what is actually going to help me serve Hashem and what isn't, yeah. right? Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm going to have to have some kind of self-awareness. It's going to be hard to do something for the sake of heaven if I can't even tell the effects of what's going on in life, right? So it's kind of we I'm going to have to have some kind of self-awareness about how things actually affect me, right?
1: And awareness
2: of
0: heaven. An awareness of what actually considering serving Hashem, what isn't, yeah. right? And I'm also going to have to have love for Hashem, right? And so a person who genuinely wants to be closer to Hashem, right? Mm -hmm. Or feels a sense of responsibility towards Hashem, or something, some emotion towards Hashem, and knows what Hashem really wants, and knows how things affect them, and knows how these things are going to enable them to serve Hashem better, you take those three things, put them together, that person is now going to to be motivated by doing things for the sake of heaven, right? On the other hand, if the person is lacking in any of these things, a lot of stuff is not going to really be so much for the sake of heaven. And the key one that I want to focus on is the last one, the love. Because the love is what it would say is an essential ingredient. The other ones, at best, you could be doing something for the sake of heaven, but just misjudging. Right? You thought Hashem wanted you to do something, but He doesn't really want you. Or you thought this would affect you in a certain way, but it doesn't. Right? And so we could say that, even though in an objective sense, it doesn't help you serve Hashem, but... But you are still down with the same But the love, if you don't have the love, then it's not going to work. And now, can you love somebody that you don't know?
1: No. Um, what if it's a relative and you
0: don't know them? You'll Very good. There is a way to love someone you don't know if they are blood relative. Okay? But then what do you have to know? They're related to you. That they're a blood relative. So either you have to know who they are or you have to know how they're connected to you. So, can you love Hashem if you either don't know who Hashem is or you don't know how you're inherently connected to Him? Yeah. No,
2: if you don't know how you're
0: You don't know who uh, He is and you don't know how then you're then connected then to Him, then, then no. Which means if I want to do something for the sake of heaven, I have to love Him. And if I'm gonna love Him, then I have to either know Him or know my inherent connection to Him. Which means doing things for the sake of heaven is going to be proportional to my knowledge of Hashem and my knowledge of my own soul. That's what that what follows from all of that. So if I want to do more things for the sake of heaven, I'm going to have to develop more time getting to know Hashem so that I start loving Him or getting to know my own soul so that I love Him
2: mm-hmm.
0: to the point that that becomes the dominant motivation in my life decisions.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Is this something that is feasible for us to do?
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. It's very
2: hard.
0: That is true. That's why I use the word feasible. <laughs> I do not use the word easy. Good? Yes. All right. Okay, we are at the section that says 5 Tavis, 9 Tavis. It has a little L in a small black dot. Where it begins the paragraph, on the other hand. See it?
1: Yeah, so we're done. Unless you have okay, any so questions about that. Right um, where does the disconnect happen when you come a word?
0: and then we'll, that doesn't happen. partly like, because we're making sound like you know about him, and then now you feel connected and you love it. Mm, That's chapter hard. three of Tanya. Chapter three? I mean, I have taught chapters, oh, okay. yes, but basically, there's this thing called das. Yeah. Okay. And without das, then okay. this goes back to your makif panimi question. Learning in terms of understanding is makif. Learning in terms, of, in terms of coming to understand something is makif because on the level of you being a person who you are as a person doesn't determine what you can understand. Maybe your intelligence does, but who you are as a person. So if you're a good person, are you capable of understanding evil ideas? Sure. Yeah. And if you're an evil person, are you capable of understanding yeah. good ideas, right? Right. So the, the person that you are is not a limiting factor in what you can understand. And what you understand doesn't change who you are. So it's maketh. There's something else which is called das, which is, um, which is pnimi. And it gets you call that, that that's knowledge. And th- there the rule is the opposite, that if you're going to know that something, to know something means that you have to be fitting for it. And therefore, by knowing it, you have it changes you.
1: Is that something
0: you can develop, or yes. like, you have DOS or you don't? No, 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 that's, das is, DAS is the kind of thing, DAS is the kind of thing where it's entirely up to you, and you have to work very hard on it, um, so, okay. All problems are problems of DAS. Yes.
2: every class or Right, right, DAS
0: is always the problem, because basically what you're saying is I'm the problem. Right, It's like, how, how come when I learn chazidis in such a way that I'm engaging it academically so it doesn't really affect me and change me, but I'm just trying to like understand that, how come it doesn't affect me? And the answer is, well, because you're engaging in such a way that it shouldn't affect you. Right. Well, who's the one who's supposed to change that? I can't change that. Your parents can't change it. God's not going to change it. No one else can change it. The only person that can change that right. is you. And that is extremely hard, right? Because that gets into your notion of like free will the deciding to actually relate to something differently and cause it. And when you change the way you relate to something, it, you can have it now affect you. And blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Good? On the other hand, he who belongs to those who gluttonously guzzle meat and quaff wine. That's a great word, quaff wine. When was the last time you ever used the word quaff?
1: Same time
0: I used Okay, what does quaff mean?
1: To drink or
0: to drink with gusto. What? <laughs> I believe I believe the technical word that we now use is chug. Yeah. Chug.
2: Yes. Right.
1: Ah. Yes. <laughs> You're
0: right. Right? Cloth. Cloth. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I, 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 I've never used this word, I've okay. but you know like like after a long hike, and you, get, and you have a water bottle, it's like, a, like a, one of those two-liter water bottles. You take it, and the water bottles are completely gone, right? But imagine like you're like that with wine
1: yeah. or they beer. Do the time, it's <laughs> disgusting. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> the truth
0: Gluttonously guzzle and to wine in order to satisfy their bodily appetites and animal nature, derived from the, so, uh, the so-called elements of water of the four evil elements contained therein. This comes from the vice of lust. Ah, so now we've entered a new thing. That why are you doing something? Because of lust, okay? In Hebrew, this is called taiva. So we need to to explain this notion of lust or taiva. What is this? Because this is a very misunderstood concept. Most of what you do, would you say, is out of lust?
2: Yes.
0: No, no. Here's the rule, here's the the basic test for lust. Remember when you had this test for your Shema, for for L'Shem Shema, you're doing it for the sake of heaven? What you do is, if you, didn't really need, if you didn't really need an order to serve Hashem, would you otherwise do it? And the answer is no, then it's for the sake of heaven. OK, okay so what does it mean? How would you test whether something is coming from lust? That you would do it anyway, even if they offered no other benefits. For instance, let me give you an example, OK? When you're hungry, why are you eating? to satiate your hunger, right? OK, now we go a little bit deeper. Maybe you've been aware of what hunger means. Hunger means that you need nutrition, right? Maybe you're aware that the hunger affects your, function, your functioning, right? So you might be eating to get rid of the pain of hunger. You might be a little bit more developed. You're eating in order to you know, nourish your body. You might be eating in order to enable yourself to be more functional, right? You might even be eating in order to be able to do a specific thing, right? Okay. None of these are for the sake of heaven?
2: No.
0: But none of these are lust. Even eating cuz you're hungry? No. That's not lust. Yeah? Now there is food. What? There is food that you that does not what? It really distract the English word lust. It means to do something out of a desire for the pleasure you get out of it. What? So there are things that you that there are things that do not make you healthier. They do not satisfy your hunger, either because you're you're no longer hungry or they just don't satisfy hunger, right? They're not good for your health, right? And you don't care. You're gonna eat them anyway.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What's that? Lust. That's lust.
1: Listen, I don't know why you would say most of the stuff you
0: do is not lust. Because most of it isn't. I
2: don't, I don't, I just
0: to. Because most of the time. Like, like, think about it. Did you eat lunch today? Yeah.
2: No. What did you eat for lunch? <laughs> what? No, no, no. What did
0: you eat for lunch? I didn't eat the fish because I didn't want. So
1: I just had green
0: beans. Right. So what you did and is not I'm not hungry. Chocolate. That was lust. No, it's not lust. You're hungry. You gotta eat. And you're like, I don't like this food. This food is makes this food is nauseating. So I'm gonna eat this food I do like. Okay, that's fine. That's not lust. I got a bagel. Why? Because I didn't like
1: the food. Because so you didn't like
0: to put you're not hungry, right? The fact that I'm hungry. So like this, this is very important. Why were you eating?
2: Because so you're hungry
0: now, uh, uh, and I don't want to eat food that I find repulsive. So I find food that I find uh, edible, uh, that I find enjoyable. What that's not lost. Yeah, but even you're not
1: fulfilling the hunger. I mean, like yeah, like I think it's fulfilling the hunger. Most people don't think chocolate is much. Is that between chocolate so much? What about when you eat just because you want to eat, not because you're hungry? That's
0: it. So here's a cool thing. I, I'm gonna just wait, one second. Here's a cool thing. You actually have different sensations. Um, um, I, I was told a while ago that I shouldn't use food as the example, but we're gonna use food as the example anyway. So, <laughs> but you have different sensations, okay? For instance, there is a sensation of being hungry, okay? There is a sensation of being weak and needing to eat. Those are not the same, by the way. Like sometimes, you, you, for whatever reason, you don't feel hungry, but like you you, act, you can feel like like something's wrong. I need to eat, okay? Um, there's another sensation where you have that, that feeling of being full, which is not the same as being satiated. You know the feeling of feeling full? Yeah, okay. like me right now. That's where, that's where, that's where you know, a person is eaten so much that the stomach is actually like they're he- heavy.
2: Yeah, I'm so right? full. Okay.
0: Then there's eating. Then there's also a sensation where a person has like an appetite. Like they want the experience of like the taste and textures in their mouth, right? These are all different things. Now, here's the thing. If you're weak and you don't eat, that's like a problem, right? Yeah. we understand that's a problem? Yeah. If you're hungry and you don't eat, that's a problem, right? Okay. What? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it, it, it's a problem because, A, if you're hungry, it probably means that there's going to be long consequences for not eating, and it also that sensation is extremely distracting and makes you just ineffectual about doing a bunch of other stuff.
2: Yeah.
0: Okay. So. You can kind of think of certain sensations that drive you to want to eat the same way like you know, the gas or the engine light in a car. When the gas thing goes down, it's like, you better fill it up because it's not going to work very well. If the engine light turns on. It means like you've got it checked out. Something's going to break, right? OK. Um, but then if the reason why you're eating is because you want that f- sensation that your stomach is full. Okay, now, what is that sensation that your stomach is full? When you get that, what does that accomplish in life? Nothing to do with term, it's like, what is? How in that does that actually a positive thing, that your stomach being full?
2: Well,
0: the- it, doesn't, it doesn't actually accomplish anything. In fact, if you want to be honest, um, is your stomach being full good for you? No. no. So not only does it not accomplish anything, it's actually an overall negative thing. The only reason why you would ever want to do it is that?
2: You are
0: it feels good. Okay? Um, right? And this is, and then the same thing with tastes and textures. Lust or tithe is where the thing that's driving me is the experience, and I don't really care about actually meeting any genuine needs. And the thing of the matter is, I'm not saying that we don't have some element of that, but the thing is, most of what we do in life is not actually that. Now, maybe a lot of what we're consciously focusing on is that. But like, most of the time when you go to sleep, adults. When most of the time adults go to sleep is because they're either tired, or they're not tired, but they know that they need to be up at a certain time, and if they don't, they'll be tired then. Okay, right? Okay. Um, when you when you going when you, when you're when most of the time when you actually eat, what is motivating you to eat as opposed to not eat? Most of the food that you're eating.
1: You're hungry you, know you will be hungry.
0: you're hungry, you know you will be hungry, right? Now, it is true, like when you have that third chocolate chip cookie after you're already satiated, right? That might not be that, right? But, okay. Um, what how is it like that. If
1: you're, tough, you're like
0: full, but you know you will be able for a long time, then you can eat more. That's, also, that's also because, I mean. It's I, I, no, but it's long also long long. No, because, no, because that's just not how food works. It is just not true that if you eat a lot of food more than normal it'll help you for fact, later.
2: The fast fast
0: I know, but it's it makes the fast harder. <laughs> like if you ask a doctor, Do you eat What? Do you eat a lot
2: of normal?
0: Um let's not talk about my eating habits. No. Um I, I I've changed my eating habits, so um. isn't the pleasure benefit to you like while you're eating the food like you're getting a lot of, pleasure out of oh the- this is very important this is very imp- this is this is very important pleasure is not important in and an it's not important as in end of itself. And that's another way lust is pursuing pleasure. Now it is the true that pleasure ha- does play an important role in many things. For instance, okay if you're doing something good and you get pleasure from doing something good, that generally means you're pretty connected to what you're doing, which is a positive thing, right? A good person doing good deeds will experience.
2: pleasure.
0: A evil person doing good deeds won't. So your lack of pleasure in helping someone indicates that you're not such a good person and maybe you should work on that, right? Mm -hmm. But that's different than doing the good deed so that I can have the pleasure, right? And so there's a rule, okay, that pleasure is evil and I'm using this word intentionally. Pleasure is evil when it is the goal. When you're pursuing pleasure, that is an evil thing. Pleasure in and of itself is not an evil thing at all. If I'm stressed
1: out and I'm eating, that's for pleasure?
0: If you're stressed out? Yeah. No, it's just stop Like emotionally, eating. She doesn't have ah, Yeah, that would be, yeah. Because what, what you're doing is you're saying, like, like, there's nothing about the... It's not like I have a need and the food is going to meet my need. It's like, I want to experience this, this kind of, I want to, I, I want to in, um, trigger some kind of pleasurable experience for myself, because that way I can uh, avoid whatever else that's going on, right? And, um, which doesn't lead to anything positive, by the way. And then the food is just serving to into that. Okay. But this is not this is true about all sorts of things. For instance, exercise. Is it impossible to exercise in a lustful way? Sure. Yeah. Is there such a thing called a runner's high? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if the only reason you're running you is to get that runner's high? That's all you care about.
2: What if you're
0: not I I didn't, I didn't say necessary. I said, is it possible?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's possible.
0: There's a lot of things that people do. that You can stick lust into anything. You can
2: stick lust into anything. Right? Yeah. <laughs>
0: But the thing to understand is that it's not as common as we would think because if you actually think about it, you're alive for 24 hours a day, right? Even subtract the eight hours of sleeping and only count the, the time of going to sleep and sleeping, that's still 16 hours a day. You do a lot of stuff. Right. Most of the stuff that you're doing is because like either at present or somewhere in your habits, you're, there's a sense that like this is actually getting some kind of need met. Okay? So there's
2: actually very little
0: room for it? What?
2: There's very little
0: room for it Yeah. In other words, like like using the example of eating, right? I'm mean, going this is this is a, a silly way of thinking about it, but I think it's it's illustrative, okay? So let's say I don't know they say that a healthy person a healthy adult is supposed to eat two thousand calories a day, just using that as an uh, using numbers, right? Okay. Well that means the fact that you eat two thousand calories a day is not lustful. Because like, you need to eat 2,000 calories a day. Right? It, the calories after that that are lustful. Right? But most people, even people that eat a lot of extra food, and we're just doing that on quantitative, they're not actually eating an insanely, right? you're, if you average it out over like a week's worth of time, maybe they're eating more, but it's not like they're, they're eating you know, tens of thousands of extra calories. And then if you think also, it's like you sit down for lunch, right? and you take the food that you like. Okay, but, like, what you, but, but the reason you're eating is, is because you need to eat. What about seconds? Ah, seconds becomes an issue, right? So then you have to think. Some seconds is because you're hungry. Some seconds is you know that you haven't eaten enough. And some seconds is because like, the food is really tasty and you're stuffing more down your gullet, right? I mean, like, yes, I'm not saying it never happens. It does happen, right? But it's not like an indictment. To, everything is lustful. Everything is an indulgence. It's not true. Yesterday, and I drank that cup of water. Why was I drinking the cup of water?
2: You're thirsty. I was thirsty. Not lust.
0: Right? It was not lust. I was thirsty. Now, I definitely enjoyed it, but it wasn't like that's not why I was drinking. I was drinking. My mouth was dry. I was drinking. It's hot. I know that I have to teach. I have to be like there's a number of things. Right? In fact, the sensation of thirst, in and of itself, is enough of a clue that I should probably be drinking. And the sensation of hunger is enough of us. It says in Shulchan Aruch, if you're hungry, you know what you should do. All things being equal, eat. eat. And if you're not hungry, you know what you should do. All things being equal, don't eat. It says in sure you should actually avoid, learn to train yourself not to eat because you have what we call in my house the munchies. Right? That that thing inside you that makes you want to put tasty things in your mouth, but rather because there's a sensation over here that says this you need food. And you know what? Like, should you eat the food that you like more or like less from 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 this issue? You're eating the food that you like more. I mean, like, as long as there's not like that's, that it, it, it's, it's reasonable to eat that food in terms of so what's the issue. It's the same thing with exercise, the same thing with going to work, the same thing with going shopping, the same thing with everything. Sitting and schmoozing with someone, is that necessarily lustful and indulgent?
2: No.
0: No. Can you have like normal human functioning without developing relationships and maintaining them through talking? No. And if all of your talking is all very formal and just about transferring the minimum amount of information necessary, you, you can't function as a human being, right? Of course you need to schmooze. Now, is there a point where the schmoozing is really not facilitating anything and is actually counterproductive? No reason you're doing it's because you enjoy it? Sure. Then it's lustful. Are there's a nice like red neon sign that tells you when you've moved from one to the other? No. no. But conceptually you need to understand the difference between these things. Okay. So so which means that we've created a space. Okay? There's the space where I'm doing something for the sake of heaven. There's a space where I'm doing something in a way that's lustful and indulgent, right? Most of what I do fits into which of those two categories? What? Most of what I do during the day. It's not for lust or, it. or for the sake of it. So why am I doing it? For sake, for sake of myself, right? So, for instance, the example you asked about picking something up, right? At some point, your parents instilled in you a sense of let's let's take it on a on a bit, a sense of self-respect about being a decent human being, and you have a need to maintain that sense of self-respect, and so you pick up the trash. Up. It is for yourself, right? But it's also legitimately important to pick up the trash. Like, it's not like it's not, there's nothing lustful about that. Nothing indulgent about that. Yeah. If you if if, you, if your mother makes you do, makes you a cheesecake, yeah, and you eat it, is it being are you being indulgent? No, that's no. <laughs> not being indulgent. Now, if you have a second slice and a third slice and <laughs> more But slice. you're still <laughs> eating it. the cheesecake for the
1: pleasure. Huh?
0: No, but but the thing is, what makes something indulgent is the unnecessary part there's uh, there's nothing actually necessary. For, not on a not on a serving a shum level. On a practical human level, this serves no purpose other than. It's enjoyable. That's what makes something lustful. The fact that you enjoy it, the fact that it tastes good, the fact that you like eating it, doesn't that make it lustful? Chassidus right? is not a said. There's no, there's no notion of chassidus that because you enjoy it, therefore you can never do such a thing. Like, why not? If, if, it, if is, 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 it actually serving a legitimate need? Not. Maybe I want to work on myself and define myself. But like in principle. So, um. I know this is an
1: applied but men are able to just sit
0: in the schmooze? Are you asking, are they psychologically capable of sitting in schmoozing? No, I know they are. <laughs> like, I'm not sure what you're asking.
2: You know what I'm saying, because like,
0: Oh, so this is one of the things. Is that sure? Is that yeah, yeah? You're you're allowed to now. The question is, is the schmoozing actually what the, what the Rambam calls yishuv Shalim Is a part of settling the land? Is a part of being a functional human being? Settling so
1: the land works
0: together. Yeah, there's a concept in halacha called yishuv It Means okay. settling land it doesn't mean land. It means like people are people, and right. so like imagine you move to a place and nobody talks to anybody unless they like need to need to transfer very specific information, right? Like, can people thrive in such... No, right? You walk into the school, has wife, has the kids, like, like you, if you don't do that, people, like, don't work. Okay. Now, how much of that do you need to do? That's a different question, right? But so, so that's not... That's not that's like the same We need to eat and you need to go to sleep and you need to go to work. You also need a certain amount of uh, small talk and choosing like... That doesn't mean you're doing it for the sake of heaven. You're doing it because you need it in order to be a functional human what's being. What's
1: wrong with the long talk? Sorry.
0: Well it depends. It depends. If the long talk is actually um, giving advice, helping
1: people. Same thing, same
0: thing, same thing. If it, that's the point. The issue is if you could justify what's going on, nothing to do with serving Hashem, right? Can you justify on a human level how this actually um, get
2: somewhere?
0: Gets somewhere in terms of human well being? And that's really why it needs to be done. Then it's not lustful. It's not indulgent.
1: Where does it say this?
0: It does. Is it uses the example? It says, one those who gluttonously guzzle meat and quaff wine in order to satisfy their bodily appetites and animal by nature derive from the so-called element of water of the four elements, which comes from the vice of lust. So which is not talking about. If you go back to the beginning of chapter seven, when he says that everything is klipa, he described it very differently.
1: Do do Am I, does it say basically in Tonga
0: that you're able to like do regular functions of a human and like have an enjoyable somewhat life it, it, it was, it's you are now what, what right now is you want to differentiate that that's not what they are talking about here that is what we spoke about at the beginning of chapter 7 the beginning of the chapter 7 so he said everything you're doing that's not for the sake of heaven is going to be klepa. But
2: that didn't
0: uh, the Okay, not okay is the judgment calls. I'm not getting into that right now.
1: And this has nothing to do with the
0: judgment calls. I want right now. I'm interested in describing and categorizing. And I keep saying this over and over again. I will do that. What you want me to answer in at the, the end? Summer? At the summary. In the chapter. Okay. So we start out by saying if it's not for the sake of heaven, it's all klepa, right? But now we're carving out a certain subsection of things saying, this is different. You know, if I brush my teeth and I have a pleasant conversation with those sitting the union show and someone has a question about business and I'm sitting and helping with their, with their business, thing, like whatever. It still it's still Kalippa because I'm not doing... And it's not a mitzvah and I'm not doing it for the sake of heaven. Or maybe helping the person with their business is a mitzvah. But let's set that aside for a minute. But it's not this, what it's talking about here. It's not. It's not this... Lustful indulgence. No. Oh, so what happens? So that's the question. What happens when it's not just I'm serving myself, but it's beyond that? It enters into, it enters into this area called taiva, lust, indulgence. Then what happens? In such case, the energy of the meat and wine consumed by him is degraded and absorbed temporarily in the utter evil of the three unclean klipas. And his body becomes a garment and vehicle for them until the person repents and returns to the service of Hashem and his Torah. Like a type of yes.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have a misunderstanding from before? Yeah. So we talked about like, and how there's the good and the bad and the mix, and the good was the sense of yourself that cares about others, and then the bad was doing like for yourself in isolation from others. But then we said just now, like earlier in the class, that. To increase the good. Kloepus we do things for the sake of heaven, which is different from the just like good doing things um, because there's a sense of yourself that cares about others. So does doing. So is this a different, Are they two different goods?
0: Or yeah, yeah. So so let me let me make a diagram because I think it's a little okay. So okay, normal. no noga. Okay. normally is a mixture of toe and wrap. Okay? That's the, that's the status quo. Now, if I do something, okay, and really what's motivating this is that this is good for me then it stays like that. There's a good element, there's bad element. Sometimes the good is more overt. Sometimes the bad element is more overt. But it stays this mixture thing. Okay. Who so, the like
1: percentages of the mixtures?
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. right, okay. right. So for instance, if I'm if I'm like helping people, like, um, if I'm a help if I'm helping people like um, find jobs so that they're not, you know, on the streets. Um, Right, and, and, and I'm doing that because that I feel like that gives my life purpose to know that I'm helping other people. That's, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Okay. If I'm doing that, if I, you know, and when I'm like going grocery shopping, and I'm trying to figure out which kind of food that I can buy to serve on to, you know, to impress my neighbors who are having over, so that they think that I'm a pretty decent cook, Right. That's also in the same category. It's much more on the, on the, on the raw side of the equation. But it, it, it's still a mixture of everything. It's me. Okay. Yeah. What happens if I take the very same thing? So this time I'm doing it okay, because it's meeting. I need it. I need it. Okay. I need it. I can meet things in many ways, in many levels. Right? What if I'm doing something for Hashem? Then what happens? Then what happens is we take the Tov, and that gets subsumed in Kedusha. You take the good element and it gets, oops, it into it
2: gets absorbed into the
0: Kedusha. It gets absorbed. Now, that's a process. You have to separate out the good, get, make the bad not interfere. Like, it's a whole thing. And, and, and that happens automatically. You don't have to like, consciously think about all the steps. If genuinely you love Hashem, you respect Hashem, and you feel that you really need to do things for him, but in order to do things for him, you need to do things that enable you to do those things, and that's really why you're doing those things, then what happens is the good element of Eklipas Noga gets taken out and absorbed into the Kedusha. Okay? But now there's something else. What if I'm doing something?
1: Wait, I thought it was that then there was more that the it over composed of to. No, 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 no.
0: If I'm doing it for Hashem, it's not more as it's, it's not what's happening. OK, okay. Let's, let's go, we're, we're going to go through some examples. So this is one option, if I'm doing something because I need it, if I'm doing something for Hashem. And there's a third possible just learned, which is I'm doing something. And that is what that is. I'm doing something out of lust. Now, what is lust? Lust is where does it actually good for me? Is it actually helping me? No. no. So then why am I doing it? For
2: pleasure.
0: For pleasure. Right? Which is
2: normal, right?
0: What? Which is normal. In the normal sense, it happens. But now, what happens? Then... Is
2: this where you're
0: that's right. And now we have? The, the raw element gets absorbed into the three impure clipas. So now what ends up happening is like this. Okay. At the end of the day, I take something. We're, taking, we're, gonna, we're gonna use the example of, of food, right? I have an apple and I eat the apple. So was that eating an apple an act of holiness? an act of pure evil, or or an act of klipa, but not pure evil. And it depends. Well, did I eat the apple? It depends on my tent. It depends on my, much more, I prefer the word motivation. What was motivating me to eat the apple? If, If I was motivated to eat the apple because eating the apple is satisfying my hunger or I'm eating the apple because my mother offered it to me and I don't want to insult her. Or I'm eating the apple because we're having a fabrenion and like I know that if I munch on food then I'll be more an open mind and I'll be more engaged, right? Or I'm eating the apple because it, right? So it's over here. What's the ratio of good and evil? Whatever. But it's not holy, it's not pure evil. Is that most
1: of the things? That
0: That's most doing? of what we do is there. But oh, what but if you? I'm eating, what if I'm eating the apple because I really want to it. I don't even like apples, then actually. But I know that I, I have that thing where like, the blood sugar's low and it's not going to go, and the only thing around is an apple. I'm like, you know what? I'll eat the apple so I can dava and i eat the apple.
1: Then it's good.
0: That's not just if good. Then the good element of the apple enters the realm of? Kedusha. Kedusha. But
1: an apple type physical things, things, so
0: things, things. 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 So I can't so fill in and so is the Sefer Torah. Torah. Being physical doesn't mean something can't be holy. Why can't it be hoax? But
1: it has the potential yeah, to be yeah, very unworthy as well. That's true. But the filling might protect it. No, never no, mind. No, no. So if it has the potential to be unworthy, then she should be like, you need good. Not bricks, certainly. No, because
0: the thing is, if you're doing it for a then what does that do? That's the, it gets absorbed. Like, like when you eat food and become part of your body, the holiness has conquered that little part of that good part of the clepa, and it becomes absorbed into it. Okay? On the other hand, if I eat that apple, right? But now there's less good in
1: the klepa?
0: One second, one second, one second. I'll, 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 I'll answer that in a question. There is a, there is a. I, up here now, I want you to understand the parallel. Then I'm going to do the there's a difference, OK? OK. okay. Uh, the, the um, what do you call it? If I eat the apple out of indulgence. Now, what would be a situation where someone eats the apple out of indulgence? But what would be an example? Give me a situation where I'm eating the apple out of lust. Because you're not actually
1: hungry, you just feel like
0: having something sweet. Yeah, you know, it's like you know one of those things that's like, you know, it's, it's right before bed and all of a sudden you have this like sweet tooth, you want to eat something. And like, you know what? If you just ignored that and moved on in life, life would be fine. In fact, if you ask the doctor would be better for you, like it's and you're it's not the kind where it's like seriously like you're stressed out and you really do need something to agree. No, you really don't. And it's just like some combination of sweet tooth and bad habit, and so you just like eat the apple. Then that's?
2: Sure
0: that's right of lust. Now, are there degrees of lust? Yes. Are there degrees of for Hashem's sake? Yes. These are also dynamic, but let's make it simple, right? I don't mean to say that eating an apple because you have the munchies at, you know, 1 o'clock in the morning is the same as, like, you know, guzzling beer in a bar, right? It's not the same level, but in general, it all enters this category. Mm-hmm.
1: So can we get to a level where,
2: can we do things like where we week, doing a completely for Hashem?
0: Can? Yes, you can. Is it easy? No. no. Is it a realistic expectation to set in the next 10 years of your life? Probably not. So
2: it's can
0: you get much better at it? Sure. Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Now, okay. So, now, need it here? We're gonna be very, very loose with the definition of need. I'm gonna throw something in that, and I want us to think about whether this is more of a need or more of this is more of a lust. Okay, okay. You're stressed out. Take a walk. You're stressed out and take a walk. What's that? Need
1: assuming the walks help you reduce. Stress.
0: Yeah, I mean, assuming most people walks actually reduce stress. Yeah. <coughs> okay. Um, <coughs> <coughs> you treat yourself to ice cream as an incentive to get yourself to do something that you need to do. Yeah. If it will actually make you do what you
1: need to do, then I think it's, you could say it's a need, but... It's, it's a the need, and it could even
0: theoretically be... The, uh, possibly. Yeah? I
1: think a lot of times people... Same, on
0: right. right, it's, it's actually the case, right? Are you using, are you, are you treating yourself as a justification for indulging, or are you generally, right, using that as a way to help, you know, change your your behavior, right? Um, okay. Ordering the food that you like when you're at a restaurant. You don't have to it well, that gets it actually kind of tricky. It kind of depends on the kind of person. Okay, for instance, most people, right? If they were to live their life in such a way that they never ordered the food that they like, they made a point of like not eating the food that they liked on the menu. And what would that do to them? What would that do? so? What would that do to them psychologically? Like, think about that. What would that do to you? if uh, You did that all the time.
1: Yeah,
0: you to what? you would be excited to eat. Well, not just you, you, you wouldn't be excited to eat. Like yeah. What would? It, have you ever? Have you ever tried denying yourself repeatedly, over and over oh, and over again? What happens? Up,
1: like, the-
0: you end up. You end up. You end up crashing. You end up under, uh, developing neuroses, right? So, assuming that you have some sort of like a, 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 kind of, you know, a psychological attachment to eating, which most of us do. Unless you slowly wean yourself away from that, you can't like. Well, I'm I'm gonna I I, you know I have to eat the food that I like. Otherwise, I'm just going to I'm going to end up with some sort of like neurotic problem. Okay. Now, there might be room to like not necessarily like have everything that's your favorite thing all the time, right? So you see what I'm saying? Like this gets very in real life. This is this is this is this is a very relative type of stuff. But there is in any given situation for any given person a truth of the matter. OK. So now, I want to add another important part, OK? Remember that we said um, that snow Noga has good in it, or has a spark of holiness in it?
2: Uh-huh.
0: Right? So where is the holy, because right? everything has to have some holiness in it, OK? So where is the, there's a little spark of holiness, and so where is that buried? In the evil side or the good side? I'm sorry. It's evil. The evil side. The spark of goodness, the spark of godliness is in the? No, it
2: would be in the good side.
0: It's in the good side, right? So now what I would like to do is, I would actually like to think about it this way. This is not the best, I, I, I drew it this way, but I actually want you to think about it more like this. Kleepa's the outer layer is Ra, the inner layer is Tov. And then in there, there's a little spark of, of Kedusha. Oh, yes. So now, now that you know that, how do we understand this idea that you took the Tov and you put it into here? Is that you somehow got past the Ra, extracted the good, which contains the Kedusha, and you absorbed it the Kedusha, right? And that's wonderful, right? So it's all like one big, happy family. But what's happening on this angle? You're not taking the ra and leaving the good aside. What's happening? You're
2: taking all
0: of it. You're taking all of it, but the ra has completely covered over everything. So trapped in here is some infinitesimal good, which has within it some infinitesimal. It's but now it's all trapped. Over, it
2: it's over. it's drowned. It's drowned,
0: right? You've taken it, you drowned it in the Sea of Cleveland, right? So it's not like it's not like you took the bad and put over here, the good and put over here. Don't think about it like that. Think of it like a walnut, okay? A walnut. Can you eat the walnut as is? You have to crack the shell. Once you crack the shell, you can take out the and eat it. So you crack past the rah, take out the toe, and you eat it. The condition is all wonderful, right? Yes. But you could do something else. You could take the walnut, you could dip it in cement, and then you take that cement and you cast it in lead. And you take like and all you're doing is making it impossible to eat, right? To the point that uh, you know, if I give you a giant 30-ton block of you know cement and I tell you eat this, you're like, well, why would I eat cement? because because there's a walnut buried in the cement somewhere. Like, well, fine, but I'm not eating that. It's impossible. like, what do you want from me? Okay. So what's happening here is that when you do something out of lust, you're taking this this layer of the raw part of the klipus noga, and you're making that. Dive into this other clip but to the point that whatever is good has become so completely drowned out that it's, it's almost if it's not there at all. But it's still there.
2: But it's still
0: there. Okay. Well, that's what we're gonna talk about. Right, and then what you're doing over here is you're not taking the whole thing and putting it over a medusa, you're extracting what's redeemable out, and then the, just the shells remain there's left, and then it dissolves away and dies. Okay? So what that means is like this. If I eat an apple, so if I eat the apple. For the sake of heaven, what happens? For, uh, what happens is that that apple has no evil in it left, and it actually becomes a force of holiness. And so, what is does the it effect going to be on my neshama? It's going to strengthen my neshama. If, on the other hand, I eat that apple just because you know I'm hungry or someone offered to, me, I want to be polite, whatever it is, it's actually going to be klipa and it's going to contaminate my neshama. But if I eat the apple indulgently, it's going to be far, far worse. It's going to contaminate my neshama the way the three impure klepas contaminate my neshama. And remember, we said the three impure klepas actually make you antagonistic towards Hashem. That's in
1: our subconscious.
0: Yeah, and as we're talking about it's going to affect you. It's going to affect you. It's going to. It's not going to. It's not gonna Like you eat it, and then boom, you have that thought.
1: Obviously, but like the more I do the, things out of lust, the more I'm going to not have a love towards
0: Hashem. Correct. Like, yeah. Yes. You might just not have a love. That'll happen from doing things that you need. You're just going to actually start developing a, a sense of, like, who's he to tell me what to do? But how could that be? Because we do think that
1: I've lost.
0: And we also do feel, like, why is Hashem putting on me? Why is Hashem doing this to me? Who does he think? We do have those sensations. Right? If a person never indulged in any lust ever in their life, a Jew, they would never, ever, ever feel that Hashem is putting on them, that Hashem is imposing, they wouldn't have that. That's not, a, that's not a natural, the desire to sin, the desire to tell Hashem to take a hike is not a natural part of a Jewish psychology, even from their animal soul. That's something that develops because they did things which are technically not sinned out of lust. And so it comes out that while you're eating the, this is a karsh, while you're eating a cheeseburger, and while you're eating the kosher hamburger, out of lust. Effectively it's the, it's the same. It's the same thing. The same thing a cheeseburger does to you? The kosher mahadran hamburger that you eat out of lust is doing to you.
1: So why are we so careful about the
0: well, that's that's what the algebraists explain, like what's the difference? Why right? are
1: we so careful about the mahadran and the cheese and the kosher versus everything if we're or we're not?
2: Right.
0: Okay. So, this evil, which is completely absorbed into <laughs> three and does it have some toe infinitely buried in it? And does that to have some infinitesimal spark of holiness in it? Yeah, okay. On the other hand. So,
1: there is Ah,
0: but the holiness is. is one second. But then, what if we do something which is, and that is just. <laughs> by the way, the, the actual analogy of klipa that's used in, 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 from Kabbalah, which is used, is actually walnut shell. Yeah, like it says in the Song of Songs that Hashem says I came to my, um, to my to my walnut garden, a garden full of walnuts. I guess because the shell of a walnut is like oh the pleather. Walnuts are really know, That's, so that's, that's so right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. They're really hard yeah. to grab. Yeah. It's yeah. not banana peels. <laughs> it's like walnut it shells. It takes effort. That's right. So Doing so things your sure. mind, getting through the shells takes some effort. Yeah.
2: Okay.
0: And there's part of you know, there, there's like there's that there's like a, thought, a thin little lay which you can eat. You could peel it off. You can eat. It's like peanuts, right? Like there's the peanut shell and then there's the little red stuff that you can exactly. eat if you want. Yeah. Okay. Now. In the three impure klipas, right, there isn't this ra from the, the klipas no which has buried it in a little bit of toe, which is, you know, the kedusha. It's just. just that, right?
1: Okay, so there is some
0: difference. That. Oh, okay, now, one second. Here's a tiny spark of kedusha, right? Because we said there always is. Yeah. But this is not going to So now what Dr. wants to explain is like this. If I do something out of lust, I took this ra, made it so dominant that it completely drowned out the toy the, the good in it, which has a little of godliness in it, mm-hmm. and it completely absorbed the three impure cleapses. And so effectively now what's happening is that that is affecting me the same as a sin. So while I am eating my third piece of cheesecake, does it really matter at the moment whether cheese baking is, cake is kosher? No. 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 That's right. It does not matter. In terms of the effect on your soul at that moment, it does not matter whether the cheesecake is kosher. But wait, wait, wait. The on the soul. In terms of the effect on your soul. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. We're gonna, we are need to keep going a little bit. I mean,
1: you should have a, you
0: know. But I'm going to skip a little bit. I'm going to skip a little bit forward so I can complete train of thought, because we only have 15 minutes, and then probably tomorrow we're going to go more into this at length. For inasmuch as the meat and wine are kosher, They have the power to revert. You know what revert means? To go back. You can undo the process and ascend with him as he returns to the service of Shem. So, while I am indulging in my kosher cheesecake, it's affecting me the exact same way non-kosher cheesecake would affect me. However, if I move back here,
2: That's
1: possible?
0: Yes. For instance, I do tshuva.
1: But you crack the
0: building. So when I do chuva, what happens? I can undo the process. You
1: can undo klippas mayas, or you can
0: undo klippas Undo this. Yeah. OK, so another thing. This, is this the three impure klippas? No. Yes. But, but it's awesome. the three impure klippas the way it absorbed the rab the klippas Can I undo that?
2: Yeah.
0: Yes. Why can't you undo the sin? Why can't you undo the sin? Let's keep reading. This is implied by the terms permissibility and permitted, which in Hebrew are mutter. That is to say they are not tied and bound to the powers of the extraneous forces, meaning, um, which is the klipa, preventing it from returning. Okay.
1: mutter? That? The no, wait, no, wait,
0: wait, 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 wait. Now, let me explain. The Hebrew for permitted is mutter. Okay, the Hebrew for prohibited is usser. The words mutter and asur actually come from the word bound and unbound, tied and untied. So to, to matir literally means to unbind, to untie. Okay? And lesar means to bind up. So something is asur means it's bound up. So the idea is like this. This spark of holiness, this little holiness over here, we need to give it a name. Well, we're going to give it a name. We're going to say that this is Kedusha. Asura. Now what does Asura literally
1: mean?
0: It's tied. Right? Asura can mean that it's tied and it that it's forbidden. This holiness is tied. And what does that mean? Is there any way you can get this little spark of holiness out of that khalippah? There's no way you can do it. And therefore it is the second meaning of Asura which is Perfect. forbidden. Because the holiness is Asura, therefore this act or activity or thing is Forbidden. On the other hand, this Kedusha over here.
1: And that's why you conquered that.
0: Right. This one is Mukteras. Now, it's unbound, which means there's a way of taking the good with the little spark of holiness in out of the evil and absorbing it into Kedusha. And even if you shove the whole thing into the realm of the three impure klipas. By by making the bad the dominant aspect, it still remains muteris. It still remains unbound. And if something is unbound, you can you can pull it back, right? You can revert it. So which means, while I am, while I'm in eating the third piece of cheesecake, it is having the same effect on my soul, right? Because the third piece of cheesecake is clearly lustful, right? <laughs> The second who can debate, the third already is older. So while I'm eating the third piece, it's got this thing. Does it matter whether it was kosher cheesecake or not? It wouldn't make a difference. But afterwards, it's going to make a difference because if it was kosher cheesecake, I can, I can fix the problem. But if it was not kosher cheesecake, then I'm stuck. Oh. Yeah. So it's like this. I'll give you an analogy. Okay. If you're unconscious, does it really matter why you're unconscious? No, because either way, you can't do anything. But now, in terms of waking up from being unconscious, it really makes a difference what made you unconscious, right? If what made you unconscious is that you had a small dizzy spell, well, then you'll wake up in a few seconds, right? If what made you unconscious is that, God forbid, you, 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 know, you have an irreversible brain injury, well, that's kind of different. Right? So, does it matter at the moment the that I'm indulging in the food, whether it's kosher or not kosher, the effect on my soul is going to be the same. Eating on your kipper, eating pork, eating the third piece of cheesecake, at the moment, it's having the same horrendous effect on my godly soul. But there's a huge difference. The kosher cheesecake, I can fix. Whereas the eating on Yom Kippur and the eating the cheeseburger, fix So now, going back to my cup of water, by the way, when I when I drank my cup of water, I wasn't doing it for the sake of heaven, right? No. And I wasn't doing it out of lust. So it stays kind of here, right? Yeah. Let well, I mean, So I can, like, I mean, if I can fix this problem, I can certainly fix this problem, right? So this is the thing, is that there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, we, we haven't discussed how it's fixed. We're gonna we're we're we um we'll talk about that in a second, okay? Or actually, I don't know if we'll talk about it, today. maybe we will. But what I want you to understand is like this. We have to differentiate between the thing in the moment and its long-term effects. If most of what you do are things which are permitted, that. if everything you do is permitted, let's go there. You don't sit. Everything you do is permitted. And most of what you do is actually stuff that you need in some sense. And only a little bit of what you do is out of lust. That means most of the time you're harming your soul by what you're doing. But all of that harm is more or less temporary temporary and repairable. right? Even this harm, which is pretty bad. We'll have to discuss this harm and this harm. right? They're still different. Mm -hmm. And how you fix them is going to be different. But it's fixable, Okay. If you can't take something
1: back, then you can't fix it.
0: Basically, right? So if you eat non-kosher food, can you fix that? No. If you indulge in kosher food, it's just as bad for your soul while you're doing it, but you can fix that. If you're doing stuff that's not for Hashem's sake, it's just because you need it for some general reason that people need to do stuff, is that also bad for your soul? Yeah, not as bad as doing it out of lust. But you can fix that too. Would
1: would realizing I eat non-kosher cake, not be aware of fixing
2: it?
0: No, 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 There is a way to fix it, but we're going to talk about that later. It's it's not like in general it's not so easy to fix. It, it's it's you, your attitude should be is that you can't really fix it. I will tell you how we, you could, it can be fixed, and then you'll see why effectively it can never be fixed.
1: I understand how the raw goes into the three computer clip up, but when the tope is being extracted, does it leave behind? The raw,
0: raw can't exist on its own because remember nothing can exist unless there's a spark of holiness in. It. So once you took the toe with a little bit of holiness out and it gets absorbed, right? It's
1: easier. Let's say I do when I'm doing these things that I need. They consist of more good than bad. Then the shell of the raw will be thinner. It'll be more easy to
0: extract the good. That's right. That's right. Like it's much easier to it's much easier to, to do things um, that are 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 much more. Um, you know, not self-absorbed, selfish in nature. For the sake of heaven, are things are much more self-absorbed, right? Like eating ice cream for the sake of heaven is much harder to do, um, you know, than like holding down a steady job for the sake of heaven. Just as a simple example. Yes. And two
1: questions. Number one is, which part of the author going to explain the effect long term, like in Vietnam, of the Kadusha Asura and
2: Kadusha Kataras?
0: It's discussed in chapter eight. Um, but I, I don't want to focus so much on the, the, the uh, we'll get to update. the update. Even here, there's a, there's, a, there's a... Okay, and
1: number two. Does it happen in reverse? Like, am I able to ever, like, when the Gimbal Klippas Commands will never stay in that type of Kedusha, it'll get swallowed by it, and overtaken by it, right? What, this? Like, Klippas never gonna get stuck in Kadusha.
0: Are you saying this is never permanent? They're doing something out of lust? No.
1: They won't
0: play of my oh that? That we'll talk about soon. I'm
1: saying that will never get stuck for in the four Hashem
0: circle. You can never do a sin for Hashem's sake, right? Yeah. Like
1: this is always gonna overtake the good and the good is never gonna
0: Right, 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 right. If something is a, we'll continue going. He gets into those details. Okay. Chapter eight deals with that. What if you did a sin for the sake of Hashem? Like you really genuinely do like you ate non-kosher food thinking it was kosher food in order to serve a shepherd. It's uh, he, he addressed that in chapter 8. Okay. Right. So the idea is like this: everything has a spark of holiness, even the most evil klipas, but the question is, is that tied up and bound to the klipa and therefore the thing is forbidden? Or is it untied and therefore could in theory be extracted? So now it becomes very, very dynamic. You have to like be pay attention to what's going on in your life, what you're doing. Okay. Now um, I want to talk about something which is there's one category here I didn't put on
2: mitzvahs?
0: right, mitzvah. what if I have a mitzvah? well a mitzvah is going to be just Kedusha. Okay. So now let's run through this. What? It's bound
2: to.
0: Be. It's oh, it's just yeah. It's always Kedushah. right? What happens if you do? You could have the same question. What happens if you do a mitzvah for the for the wrong reasons? That's discussed much later in Tanya. What if you do a sin for the right reasons? That's discussed in chapter eight. Doing mitzvahs for the wrong reasons, but both of those are like interest. That's a whole different But okay. So let's say this. I do something that I need, right? I eat lunch. Why I eating lunch? Because I'm hungry. That's why I ate lunch today, and I ate it. You know why I ate lunch? Because sure. I was hungry, right? And I also knew that if I didn't eat lunch now, I wasn't going to be able to ha- eat until I get home. And then I'm going to get home irritable, and I have a wife and kids. That's really bad. So like, that's why I ate lunch. OK. Um, now, did my lunch have some elements which are like not so good? They're kind of selfish. Or, okay. did my eating lunch probably have some good, to Yeah. And, and deep down inside, is there a spark of holiness there? Yeah. OK. Did I eat my lunch for a shem? Mm-hmm. So what did that do to me? Did, that, did eating lunch strengthen my nashama or weaken my nashama? It weakened my nashama. Because oh, khipa, always t- oh, t- is it impurity? It weakened my nashama. But guess what I'm doing to you now? I'm teaching you Torah. With what energy? The energy, the energy that I have from lunch. So if. So Intend like think if intending to do it for Hashem's sake is enough to salvage the good, right? Mm-hmm. So then what if for that that actually becomes part of the mitzvah? Well
1: that's not fair, not everyone is a teacher. Yeah, but <laughs>
0: But the thing is like this, do you do mitzvahs yeah,
2: try.
0: And if you do a mitzvah, what goes into that mitzvah? The food that you ate? The sleep that you had? Right?
1: Not the talks I had.
0: Well, it depends. That's yeah. the, the, the stuff, this is where we get into the, the stuff that you actually need ultimately the- comes into the mitzvahs. Because if you didn't do it, it would have made you less. Right? You can't this, do
1: mitzvahs without things you need.
0: That's right. So, all, in other words, you have a short, very direct way of taking klippa Snoga making holy, which is why you're now doing you have it.
1: do to do for what you had by lunch? That's right. Now, automatically, because you're teaching with this energy of lunch, what?
0: Yep, no need for chuba. Wow. I didn't do anything wrong! So I didn't do anything wrong! I ate lunch because I was hungry. Does that do anything wrong?
2: So
0: you've changed it. So it's like this. Let's go through the story. When I was eating lunch, what was my lunch's effect on my soul? Positive or negative? Negative. negative. Now, was I doing anything wrong or forbidden? No. no. Now, then, I'm teaching you Torah. And I'm able to do that because I ate lunch, right? Yeah. So now that lunch is part of my mitzvah, right? Mm-hmm. So now that lunch has become holy, right? And you, so that's great, right? Now, that's amazing. could there be an after effect of the fact that we went through that more convoluted process? There is, and we'll talk about it later. But that's the basic thing, right? So yeah, my whole life I'm doing things that's klipasnoga, klipasnoga, it's all for me, it's all for me, but as long as I'm not doing it out of lust, it's having a negative effect on my soul while I'm doing it. But then ultimately, what happens? Because it was something I actually needed, it ultimately enables me to do some kind of Torah mitzvahs, right? Mm-hmm. And therefore, it ultimately becomes absorbed into holiness. Now, I could take a much more direct route and just like, absorb it into holiness right away, and that's if I was doing those things for Hashem, but that's really but you hard. You
1: also don't know if you're necessarily going to do mitzvahs directly
0: after. Well, With the energy.
1: I'm saying, but
0: well, it have to be directly after. Okay, Well. Everything you do feeds into your existence becomes part of you. Because we're, we're not talking about just on a physical level. Those, are, uh, those things have become part of your existence. And so then when you go do mitzvahs, you're a more capable, more... more, more Functional more human being. Functional human being. And so it plays a role in some way, shape, or form. Right? Kind of the way like psychologists think about childhood trauma affects you the rest of your life. Everything affects you the rest of your life. Okay, now, but what happens if I did something out of lust? So now, what if I went into the lunchroom, and I happen to like lasagna, by the way, although I think that the mayonnaise lasagna is by far the worst lasagna. You don't get the lasagna anymore? Okay. It is by far the worst lasagna. But it is still lasagna, and I love lasagna. So what if I had gone to the lunchroom, and I like, wow, lasagna, and I stuffed my plate with as much lasagna as you could possibly hold, and then I ate the lasagna. Then that would be over here, right? And then when I come to you guys and start teaching you, Tanya, is this going to just look? I'm part of the mitzvah? No. no. I'm going to have to do something to break the hold here. I'm going to have to do some kind of a tshuva. Okay, So it comes out like this. Okay. We're going to talk at, It's the end of the class, so that, that, that we'll talk in the next class. Okay? It comes out like this. If something is not a mitzvah, and it's not a sin, it starts off just being klipas noga, right? But klipas is quite complicated. There's a spark of holiness. Trapped in a klipa which has a good element and also has an evil element, and the evil element kind of covers over the good element. And there's how thick is the or each layer of the klipa is you know varies. Okay, if I'm doing that, if I'm doing that act, eating that food, whatever it is, because it's something that I need on some reasonable level of human functioning, even if it's not bare bones like survival, doesn't matter. Then. I'm just feeding, I'm, I'm taking, doing this act of Klippas Noga to feed, to support my animal soul, which is Klippas Noga. So I'm just like, it's one Klippas Noga indulgent party. Uh-huh. But because the spark of holiness in Klippas Noga is muteris, it's unbound, right? When I then go do a mitzvah, it just kind of slips out from where it was and enters into the realm of pure holiness. Now, I could, I could give myself a head start on that process, which is why I'm doing things only because they help me serve Hashem, then I can actually take out that good and with the holiness in it, absorb it into kedusha at the moment, right? So here's the thing: like, if I drink coffee, it helps me teach chesedis better, right? But does it help me teach chesedis better physiologically or spiritually? Well, if I drink the coffee, it physiologically makes me more alert, right? But if I drink the coffee for the sake of heaven, it'll actually make me more sensitive to the truth of Chassidus.
1: But you have to make sure that you're not drinking coffee just because you're saying that you're
0: drinking Right, but that's all if It genuinely is that way, right? Okay, Which but then- Which
1: end up gonna be not maybe so good, just maybe that.
0: Right, but then you have the other problem. What if you're doing something that it actually provides no genuine benefit to living a functional human being's life and you're doing it out of lust? You're indulging yourself just because it feels good. Then, it is affecting you at the moment as just the same way a sin would affect you.
2: Yes.
0: But because it's not asura, it's not bound, it's mutares. It is possible to... But here, since I threw it into the three impure klipas, I have to pull it out of the three impure klipas. And how do I pull it out? It's juva. The
1: full process of juva? We're going
0: to talk about the next class.
1: And this is like, this probably would happen, but theoretically, if someone like sinned their whole life, then became like an amazing person, was able to get rid of all their kripanoga, then the kudusha, the holiness couldn't, the couldn't get any like power, strength, or like life, vitality through the kudusha, and so they'd be fine if like, get rid of the sin. Not so, necessarily.
0: How sin? the sin
1: still be alive?
0: Because the sin, the, 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 we're going to talk about sins as of right now are not fixable that. Like they would just die because
1: they wouldn't have any vitality.
0: Well, no, because they're Or the
1: Klippas have. Or just, yeah. just
0: now. No, because I mean, the, the animal soul has has a has a has a has a, has a, has a you know enough Clippers Noga to keep you alive as long as God wants you to stay alive. So don't worry about it. And you can't sin your whole life. You can sin a lot, but most of your life is eating, sleeping, going to the bathroom, and, 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 and assuming the food is kosher. And most food in the world happens to be kosher. Uh, like, not all of it, but most of it. The the three from like. That. No, 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 no. There's going to be a difference there also. There,
1: those kedushas are different.
0: These kedushas are totally different. This is the good of Snoga absorbed it. That's why I didn't put any good there. Right. There's no good. This is just pure kedusha. So that
2: one
0: would be. Yeah. In other words, even here, yeah. even if you do something for the sake of Hashem, when you then get to a mitzvah, it's elevated even higher. It's, it gets oh. completely dissolved. Like there's, there's, there's just pure kedusha.
1: But that mitzvah has to have intent. And no, no,
0: no, no, the mitzvah doesn't have any There's a question of what the mitzvah's effect on you is and how much you're involved. That's a separate issue. Wait, so mitzvahs when, don't you, eat the you when you, do the, you eat at lunch and
1: then you teach his class, you doing a mitzvah, is the tov going into
0: the four shem? No, or no, straight no, into? It's just straight into there. Okay. And there's going to be a downside to that. If you, there's a downside to that. One is that the food actually makes, it, makes you less sensitive to godliness. Whereas if you ate the food this way, it would make you more sensitive to godliness. So it's a more direct path. The other thing is that there is going to be an effect. There's some element of scarring that we're going to talk there's about. There's no is it like to Just because you can fix something doesn't mean you can erase that it ever happened. Let's put it like that.
1: Um, there's no there's no places. Places. Question
0: or the question that's is what is that negative effect and how and and how if at all is it repairable um, but i'm
1: saying there's
2: no middle
0: there's no middle right. that's what we, that's why I kept starting clepa or kadusha there's no middle ground and then within that right that starting clepa's Snoga's power just messes I like it into. Yeah. 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 By the way, now that you know this, a lot of these questions go start to go away because you start to realize like long term, overall, your life is one big net game. Yeah. Right? Because even if you even if you're like never doing the sake of Hashem, right? But as long as you're doing mitzvahs regularly, ultimately so much of the Klepas Noga is just being filtered into the mitzvahs. It's just you could do that in a better, more effective way. Alright. Yeah. Tomorrow we will we will go talk about the truva and we
2: will talk about the star and a little bit